Israel under attack from three sides, bombs falling, great heartache growing, and fears of the battle getting worse. This is what many hearts look like. But it's been going on for so long that many don't even realize what a heavy weight they carry with them. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him. Until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope, Today we're going to make a link between the purpose of Israel and what's going on in so many hearts around the world. But first, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who's been following the Life Journeys Facebook page and the Life Journeys podcast on Podbean. Every like, every share, and every comment helps further the message of finding the presence of God when life gets hard. The message of Israel from Genesis to Revelation, is about our redemption and walking with God face to face until the battle for peace has been won. In fact, it's very personal. Taking the ground of the human soul or of your family or of your nation requires learning that this is holy ground. One of the first reasons it must be known as such is because it's going to involve a war. Things that are going to be very sacred to us in our peace. There will be many battles of the soul, and some of them will spill out into a national and global dimension. When war was about to break out as Joshua prepared to lead Israel to conquer the land of Canaan 3,500 years ago, the Lord spoke to him. Take off your shoes, for the land you are now standing on is holy ground. This warrior made it personal. In the parallel between the heart of a man and what's happening now in Israel, ultimately, the battle is not about a Democrat or Republican, socialist or capitalist, or liberal versus conservative. God's not going to validate any human clubs. When it's all said and done, there will only be two types of people, holy and unholy. God's not coming to take sides. If we can't relate what's happening in Israel from a biblical perspective to our daily life journey with God, we've missed the big picture and whole point of why this is all taking place. At the end of the day, it's all about you and your family and your eternity. It's not a political or religious war or about racism or a fight between Muslims and Jews and Christians, even though it looks like it. It's ultimately about wrestling with principalities and powers in heavenly places, the souls of men. And it's been going on for millenniums. You see, that's the message of Israel from Genesis to Revelation. The Bible, and specifically the book of Revelation, is the blueprint for life moving forward. Now, I'm going to get very personal here and take you into the battle that I've often faced in my own heart. 
for this is the battle that must first be won, where the Middle East or American democracy don't mean a thing. When things have gotten intense, I've often written out my prayer and made it more than a passing emotional appeal. One day I wrote about God's presence when it seemed so distant. Lord, I don't want any obstacles between you and me. I don't want any sins, any doubts, or any fears and sorrows of this world blocking the pathway to you. I don't want my peace to be pursued based only upon my understanding of doctrine and supposed expectations. I need a personal relationship as though face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and with no shame in it. Though I can in no way measure up to the perfection of your holiness, I will endeavor to establish this request on nothing more and nothing less than Jesus' blood and death and resurrection. How powerful a statement! How humbling! And how incredibly worthy is the reality that it is Jesus' death that has allowed the answer to my prayer, Lord. Death! Upon torture, humiliation, and an emptying of your glory, and upon the backdrop of immeasurable patience with us, you have laid the foundation of my own redemption. It's as though I have walked up the steps and into the holy place, past the emblems of power and promise, and entered the Holy of Holies. There I awaited as the cherubim attended the ark of meeting with you. Then the blood of the sacrifice, the blood of a man and of a king was poured upon the covenant ark and I knew that blood came because I was unclean. It was because of me that a torturous death took place. I caused it. However, it happened because you love me. You made a way to be with me and I with you. Here is the meeting of perfection, of holiness, and love with me. And you determined that nothing would bar the way of my coming into your presence to be with you forever. You provided the depths of sacrifice and wrath appeased for an unclean man like me to become one of your treasured sons. Yet here I am residing in a body of flesh with all the temptations and imperfections of a tainted being. My body still aches. My mind still wanders. My soul still sees the near-constant barrage of filth from this world. I still wander from the perfect peace of your presence and indulge this fleshly thirst called sin. I fear, hurt, and of many broken hours and days of sorrow and failure, and how I need to ascend the steps of your covenant temple and find cleansing, oftentimes for the same old offenses that have long since been forgiven and washed away, but they keep coming up to my mind. It seems as though I must ever remain in the temple of God that my meeting with you never be broken off, or as though I never ought walk away again from your majestic life-empowering glory. It's the blood that brings me near and the glory that keeps me close. You're faithful and just, just to the cross, 
just to your Son and just to your Word. You are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. If I take my eyes off of you for even a moment, the floods of this world's doubts, deceptions, and destruction can come pouring back to the cracks in my armor. I too easily remember my sins, and I too quickly embrace Satan's lies about your faithfulness. The battle seems to have gotten more intense since Israel was attacked, Lord. It's not just a sorrow or a fear from what has happened over there. It's a sense of great assault coming to my own doorway. The devil uses temptations, deceptions, physical assaults, and confusion to rattle my soul if possible. Lord, I need to be established in the unrestricted view of your gaze in your hand. I need the beauty of your throne room to cover my soul with that which I have been created for. My spirit needs the fullness of God, for that is what my soul has been fashioned to require for life and peace. That's where the battles of the world are born. I am the creation of God, and I can't function right without you. The creation of God needs the God of creation. I am of you, and so I need you. I don't appeal to my good works or my best days, and I neither appeal to the excuses of being so harshly treated in this life. There is no, at least I didn't do this or I did do that. There's none of that. I know that you are able to present me faultless before the throne of grace, no matter what. You're able to keep me and deliver me, even as I dwell in this body of sin. My spirit is crying out, Abba, Father, that's you in me. I can't possibly hope to know all things, reason out all possibilities of victory or defeat in the many attacks of sin and Satan and selfishness. I need not think my way into your communion. I don't need my misery, but your mercy. The devil keeps slamming me with my surrender not being complete enough, my humbling not being perfect enough, and my past being too shameful for me to walk in your presence. But you are able. My hope is built on nothing less and nothing more than the blood of Jesus shed for me. Again, I see myself standing before the ark of your covenant with me, and the priest with the breastplate of judgment coming in, and instead of striking me dead and casting me out, he pours out the blood of the Lamb of God. It was done once, but I am living it today. There is an offering for my sin, and he has bound up my broken heart, as Isaiah has said. He has proclaimed my liberty and open my prison door that has barred me from liberty of soul and spirit. I am comforted in all the morning of my past sins, and I have been appointed to also have beauty for the ashes that have defined my failures. Upon the comfort of my sorrow, he has also ordained the oil of joy, ordained it, destined me. Praise is supernaturally given for the spirit of heaviness that I have carried that has defined my war. I am now called a tree of righteousness, planted by God himself, and I know this. You have established all this because of your glory. 
It's your work, Lord, in me, not the work of me by my great moral fiber. How can I ever think that you could never do this in me because of who I am and who I have been? It's all because of who you are and have always been. By this prayer, a prayer of faith, my communion in the presence of God has been restored as one face to face with him. If you're going to walk in victory over this world, and as a man of God in these dark days, your soul is going to have to be elevated far above earthly and heavenly battles. You're going to need to be established in the secret habitation of the Lord, where his fortress is keeping you deeply in the anointing of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Be established there before you engage in this present day's battles. This war is ultimately to establish the temple of God where his presence may dwell with us, whether that be in your own heart or if it be worldwide one day in Jerusalem. The fact that God is keeping Israel in her many battles is heaven's sign of faithfulness to you in your fight for complete peace. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. Lord, I don't want any obstacles between you and me. I don't want any sins, any doubts, or any fears and sorrows of this world blocking the pathway to you. I need a personal relationship as though face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and with no shame in it. I will endeavor to establish this request on nothing more and nothing less than Jesus' blood and death and resurrection. 